1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Moser of Bleacher Report. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Moser. And as always, I'm joined by the one and only Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. You can also listen to him on his show, the How About Them Podcast, as well as the Blogging the Boys Podcast podcast how you doing tonight, sir? Good, man. Uh, it's
0: it's getting closer. It's it's Washington Week, and it feels very late in the week to be kind of realizing that. But it's uh, it's a big game this weekend.
1: Don't we kind of feel like now that we're what six games in that we kind of have an idea of what the teams look like across the NFL? I mean, I, don't we have a better sense of what what each team is?
0: It feels. It's funny. It came later this year than it has. Uh, in a long time, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm starting to think that what we've seen out of some of these teams these last few weeks um, is probably closer to who they are than, than, you know, what we saw in the first few weeks, for sure. And it's right. not just the Cowboys.
1: All right. This Friday edition of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast is brought to you by mybookie.ag you play, you win, you get paid. Just use the promo code locked on at mybookie.ag. Uh, really quickly, before we get into our preview of the Cowboys Redskin game, let's go ahead and talk about some news the Cowboys made late on Thursday afternoon. Uh, the Cowboys released quarterback Kellen Moore, and they put uh, rookie tight end Blake Jarwin on the active roster. The report was the Eagles were trying to sne- uh, steal Jarwin off the Cowboys practice squad to put him on their active 53-man roster. And, and instead of the Cowboys losing him, they decided to make the move and put him on the roster. Uh, we've been talking about uh, putting Kellen Moore on the practice squad for a long time. Uh, I, I don't really want to talk about that because we've, we've discussed that. But I do want to talk about Blake Jarwin for just a minute. Uh, this is a guy that you really liked in the preseason. What did you see from Jarwin this year? Well, I mean, I th- it's it's more that that
0: he just kept on showing up, you know. And I think the thing that was so crazy is that we were all so much. I mean, at least I was. I was so on alert for all the other tight ends. Maybe not Witten, just because I, you know, what you're getting out of Witten. But you know, the story with with Hannah and Swain was that you know, obviously, I felt like they were going to be part big parts of the offense, and, and clear, clearly they have been. So I wanted to see if they were getting healthy, and then you know. Obviously, there's a lot of of excitement to see where Rico was, uh, you know, in the in the off season, in the preseason, and in training camp. So there was a lot of uh, eyes on him. And despite all of that, um, the you know a, a guy who kept on turning heads at the tight end position was this Blake Jarwin guy. And 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 um, and he, you know, he, it, it was weird because he would just like it, usually the way he would show up is is like they would be. You know what happens in training camp a lot is when you see the practices and you see them uh, practice with like their third and even their fourth string teams. What you usually see is that when they do team activities, when they're doing like eleven on eleven, you know, full, you know, kind of scrimmage stuff, is that usually when you get further down in those groups, it's one or two players that are basically the engine of the entire offense right like it's 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 you've got one running back or or one wide receiver who is way better than everybody else that's on the field right then and is you know probably going to be a guy that maybe a little bit later in training camp is going to make a push to to make the team right like he's 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 the first the first thing that they do is they show out in these third, you know, and fourth team, you know, kind of scrimmage situations, Jarwin was that guy to a certain degree. I mean, you know, Rod Smith obviously was was working with the third teams, so so he was showing out a lot. You know, there was a lot of running back activity. Obviously, Cooper Rush, um, you know, was was himself showing out a lot as as the third string running back throughout camp. But but Blake Jarwin was also one of those guys who consistently, when he got in there, he was he was catching the balls, making making plays, and, and consistently was doing things over and over again. And really, the only reason he didn't make any headway on the on the depth chart is for all the guys that I just mentioned beforehand that that all had very, you know, there was a very solidified, you know, top four of tight ends coming into onto this team, and and we just happened to get another guy who turned out to be pretty good.
1: Yeah, so I I liked him coming out of college. He was a guy that was a back-to-back uh, All Big 10 or All Big 12 uh, first team selection. Pretty athletic. I think he ran in the 47s, had a 10-foot broad jump. Uh, I mean, he he is not a huge guy. I think he's like 6'5" foot five, 245. Um but I thought but he's a great blocker. Well in the pre- for yeah, for a guy his
0: size, he's a really good blocker, you know, like considering.
1: Yeah, I I think they would like to see if he could develop into that James Hanna type role because he's similar size and he's he's not quite the athlete, but um, I think they like his potential as a blocker. So just something to keep an eye on over the next couple weeks, uh, whether the Cowboys decide to keep Rico on IR or uh, move him in place of Jarwin. I'm, I'm just going to be watching out to see how they handle that situation. Uh, let's move on to... Uh, the actual matchup of this weekend, the Cowboys will head to Washington to take on the Redskins. They are currently two-point favorites in this contest. Uh, one thing that we've been kind of watching out for is the weather in this game. It is sp- supposed to be a 100% chance of rain, uh, and in spots there's going to be thunderstorms, and it looks like uh, it, it, it could be really messy. Now, we were talking pre-show that this this could be a big advantage for the Cowboys. Do you expect this to help Dallas this weekend? I think that you know,
0: it could help a lot because if 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 it gets muddy and rainy, then it becomes even more of a running game sort of game. That that, that to me clearly plays the Cowboys' favor, and especially when you consider, and, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth and a little bit when you consider the injury report, um, because I think you're going to have offensive linemen in there that. Uh, either are inexperienced because the starters are out injured or you're going to have starters in there that aren't feeling great and, and playing in the mud and and all that is probably not going to help, you know, those knees and ankles that they have, uh, you know, injury issues with. So um, I, I tend to now the, the flip side of that is Washington is probably a little bit more used to playing in this slop uh, because it's their crappy stadium um, mm-hmm. but, but at the same time, they, this current iteration of the team may not be because they haven't really, I mean, I've watched a, a couple of Washington games so far this season and the field hasn't gotten bad yet, or at least it wasn't bad on Monday when they played, uh, Philadelphia. So, uh, this could be the first game of the season. That's really kind of that infamous Washington turf monster, um, so yeah, I, I think mostly it should be an advantage to the Cowboys because you know if you look at the last two games where the the Cowboys played <laughs> Kirk Cousins, he threw the ball more than forty five times each time. So uh, and and last time almost famous you know famously threw for four hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns. So um, I think that I, I think that yeah that overall if it, if there is a chance of rain if it's going to affect the field and the the ball and the ability to to you know throw the ball that is more than likely advantage cowboys because clearly if if they wanted to turn this game into just a running game dallas is fully built to, to do that i mean whether it's not just with zeke but with you know dak as well if, if they wanted to turn this into a a zone read you know run f- slop fest and my big uglies versus your big uglies uh especially like i said with the injury report that's that's big advantage cowboys
1: all right, so let's talk about this injury report because it's...
0: Comprehensive? It's,
1: it's, it's something. So the Redskins did not have a a true practice on Wednesday. They had a walkthrough, so you can't take much uh, from their Wednesday practice. But let's go through their Thursday practice, and l- let's start on their offensive line. Uh, Trent Williams, their left tackle, did not practice. Uh, earlier in the week, uh, head coach Jay Gruden said that Williams needs surgery after the season, and they haven't decided what they wanted to do yet. They, they've contemplated potentially resting him for a couple of weeks to see if he gets better. Uh, we don't know if he's going to play or not. My kind of hunch is that he's going to play, but he's clearly not the same player that we saw last year. He, he, he looks like a shell of himself, and that's because of that knee injury. Um, center, uh, Spencer Long did not practice as well. <laughs> Uh, Jay Gruden said he is the most concerned about him potentially not being able to play. Uh, right guard Brandon Sheriff did not practice. He's got a knee and back injury that he and a torn uh, MCL that he suffered on Monday night. A grade two, uh,
0: a grade two MCL injury, which means yeah. he should be out at least three weeks. So I don't know how. I mean, I don't know how Sean is – or however you say his name is – is more concerning than the guy that's got a grade 2 MCL sprain that probably shouldn't even be playing on it at all and is trying to gut it out, even though Sean has got the very rare knee – slash knee injury, where he has both his...
1: Spencer Long, yeah. Both
0: his... Spencer Long, that's what it is. I always think it's Sean Lovato. I always get them confused. But uh, yeah, he's got the rare knee slash knee injury, meaning both knees. And Morgan Moses has got the rare ankle slash ankle ankle ankle. (laughs) injury, where both of his ankles are injured. So, I mean, Morgan Moses, like was on his knees, like, on the ground every other play times. at, at, yeah, at the bad. end of the game, man. Like, they, I can't – the last time I was like, what is he doing in the game? Like, I was like, I couldn't yeah. believe that he they put him back in the game. Like, it's – yeah. I mean, I'm – all this talk about, oh, I think, you know, uh, he's – I'm not – he's my least – he's the most I'm concerned that he's going to play. I mean, dude, five of your top six best offensive linemen – didn't practice on the Thursday before your Sunday game. I have a feeling that more than one of your starters is not going to play. Dude. And and I and I'll say this about Trent Williams too. Like, if you're co- contemplating thinking about resting this uh, guy who potentially needs knee surgery, like, do you really? I mean, are you really going to try to rush him to get back on the field for some game that's going to be with a hundred percent chance of rain? Like, that seems like a terrible idea. Unless you're trying to put him out there and get the rest of that ACL completely torn, so it's just a clean, you know, <laughs> a clean tear. Yeah.
1: Well, let's finish this up really quickly. Oh, their sorry, swing tackle, Tide no, that's fine. Ty Nischke, he, he's been out the last couple of weeks, weeks with a core injury, so if he cannot play, they will be down to their fourth tackle, which is <laughs> TJ Clemmings, and the best way for me to describe TJ Clemmings is... TJ Clemmings? Is, uh, yeah, well, here's the deal. Uh, <laughs> last year, when DeMarcus Lawrence had this... Uh, bad back injury. He had a broken back and he weighed about 295 pounds. He was still able to abuse him when he was in Minnesota. So if if you see Clemmings out on the field on Sunday, this game is probably over. I don't think there's any way that they can survive putting him on the field because he's just that bad of a tackle.
0: Yeah, Timmy TJ Clemmings was – I don't want to say before – T.J. Clemmings was Eric Flowers before Eric Flowers was. I mean, like, he... Oh, yeah. I, I, or, I mean, maybe they were not the same With time, less but talent. He's, he's, that, he's that level of bad. Like, yeah, I, I yes. think Eric Flowers just doesn't like playing football, but T.J. Clemmings is just bad. Like, he's just really, really, really bad. So, yeah, if he's out there, man, good God. He's, he's really not a good, good tackle.
1: Well, aside from all of those other injuries, the Redskins also have... Uh, a few guys that have been already placed on IR on their uh, in the front seven, they have Sue Cravens, linebacker, who was out for the season. Phil Taylor, their nose tackle, who was out for the season. Trent Murphy, uh, one of their edge rushers, is out for the season, and they just put Jonathan Allen on IR. So they are banged up uh, in the trenches Uh, Josh Norman was also a limited uh, participant in practice today. He has a rib injury, and that sounds like it's a pain tolerance thing. He hasn't been completely cleared to play yet in this game, but it does sound like he's going to play, uh, or he's at least going to try to play. I don't know if the first game coming back from a, a pretty painful rib injury against Des Bryant is the way you want to go. But this team is banged up. Uh, I think it's important to remember this team played on the road on Monday night. They couldn't even have a full practice on Wednesday because they had so many guys banged up. So this is a, a, a team that is clearly not 100% healthy, uh, and the Cowboys have to take advantage of it. Is there any last thoughts on this injury report?
0: No, I mean just uh, you know you have to consider the problem is not just the number of injuries, but the fact that they seem to be concentrated in one position, and so the the domino effect there, especially once you talk about multiple players at one position, like it's it's it, it it causes an exponential loss in talent. I mean they had a really talented, frankly top three tackles. You know Morgan Moses is pretty mm-hmm. good right tackle. Trent Williams is freaking Trent Williams, and, you know, and, and uh, I can never tie N- Nitschke. Deliz- is it Nitschke? Wow, I should, should remember that. Anyways, yeah. um, uh, you know, he's he's a good backup swing tackle. So, you know, they went from having a great tackle situation to, I mean, T.J. Clemmings is like nightmare scenario. And I heard they also worked out Orlando Franklin today. So, I mean, like, it's like Orlando Franklin shouldn't be playing tackle at all (laughs) so yeah i mean uh uh, yeah i it's it's a it's a it's a tough situation and and it's really tough i I just want to talk about this too before we move on is that the thing that makes it really tough is that Kirk cousins is specifically not a great quarterback when he gets pressured like he has real problems when he's getting hit and uh you know he's not the guy that that you know he's not the aaron Rodgers or the you know i hate to say it but the wince you know that can uh, mm-hmm. That can make plays or get, you know uh, survive that kind of thing, and then look keep his eyes downfield. Like he he gets rattled if he gets hit a lot.
1: Yeah. So despite all the injuries, the Cowboys are just two point favorites. So if you if you believe the Cowboys are going to going to win this game, I urge you to make your way to my bookie to place your bet. My bookie has been in the business for years, and the rep is rock solid. They do one hundred percent cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. I would only recommend a service to to my listeners that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, so despite all of the injuries, this is still a good team. Uh, the Redskins are top 10 in DVOA. They're top 10 in offensive DVOA, and they are 14th in defensive DVOA. So this is a good team. The Cowboys cannot take them lightly just because they are banged up. Uh, I, I kind of like Jay Gruden as a coach. We know that Bill Callahan is one of the best offensive line coaches in the league. He'll figure something out. Um, where do you think the Cowboys can expose this Redskins team? Where, where where are the points that they can really attack this week uh to try to go out and get this victory?
0: Well, I mean I, honestly, I I think at this point um on 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 offense, I think that they're they're going to be able to move the ball pretty well. Um I think that the uh, the defense their defense even in the rain Yes, yeah, so I think especially in the rain. I mean, I think I think if the okay. if the game comes down to to running the ball, like lining up and running the ball, I, I like I like our odds there. I don't, you know, I think that I think they've got weakness in the middle. Um, I, I like Zach Brown, but I don't love Mason Foster, and I don't love Ziggy Hood at all. Um, mm-hmm. a, and uh, I think I like uh, they. Found, I think they found something in this uh, Matt Ionitis guy. He 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 clearly does not. He looks like he's playing well above the. Uh, uh, the range of a of of a fifth round pick or whatever he was for them, um, but I, I think that on the other side they're you know they're kind of trying to hodgepodge uh, a couple guys over to make to make up for the loss of Jonathan Allen um, and Phil uh, Taylor. Yeah, both those guys well, are important. And, and, you know, Terrell McLean's on the on the team, but they're having him play like kind of a two gap defensive end. Like it's you know it's it's not they're not it's not ideal i don't think and and i and i think that if the situation becomes uh who's you know who's going to be able to stop who's running game especially with their injuries along the offensive line i i i know that the cowboys haven't had great great success lately or you know, this season necessarily stopping the run but i think that i trust our guys to load up their guys and 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 take him, take him down. I mean, I just, just, I don't know that I also trust Zeke versus the, the hodgepodge of Thompson and, uh, and, uh, P Ryan and, and, uh, and uh, Kelly, Kelly, Fat Kelly, yeah. I think I, you know, I think what you get is I, I, honestly, if it starts really raining, I mean, the problem is their offense basically is run f- from the inside passing games. You know, it's basically mm-hmm. run out of Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson as a receiver, um, because they can't get anything done with Terrell Pryor. They they throw him a bunch of targets and he can't get anything done. They can't and he's really. He's benched this week. Yeah, I, he, he oh. is.
1: I think he's their fourth receiver this week.
0: Wow. I mean. You know they just can't get anything done from anybody outside. You know they they get Crowder, they get Reed, they get uh, Thompson. You know every once in a while you'll see uh, that uh, number fourteen. I can't remember what his name is. Um, Ryan Grant. Ryan Grant, and then and then Josh Dachson. But 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 I mean even Dachson like I probably has less than you know 20
1: targets this year i mean it's like he's got 14 i mean he's he's been a non-factor yeah
0: and so it's and i people talk about him because he's a second round pick but he he really hasn't been a fact he he caught a couple i saw a couple of touchdowns or at least one touchdown that he caught where like you know they were like wow look at that it's like dude the guy wasn't looking for the ball like i mean (laughs) it was like the worst defensive play i'd ever seen so it's like i just i just think that uh you know if it's raining, it's going to make the game really difficult for them. If it's not raining, then what you need to watch out, what the, what the Cowboys need to do is really make them one-dimensional, and then if they can take away Reed, they can find a way to get Byron Jones to, to play Reed tight and then do something with Chris Thompson. I don't know if they put a safety or a corner. Maybe they put like someone like Xavier Woods on him every time he's out or something. You know, I think that they can uh, – Slow this game
1: where t- you wish he had a wouzier A Wozier, yeah, could have been honestly, the guy yeah, of out. course, that uh, he off. would
0: be would have been perfect. But I think that that's how you attack them on on offense is is that they don't have the outside. Th- Threats that they did. And if you look at how the Cowboys got beat the last few years, it's because Deshaun Jackson and then, you know, Deshaun Jackson draws coverage away from Jordan Reed. And then, you know, they don't have those guys to do that anymore. And I think that they can clog things up a little bit better and keep it, in, you know, keep it really tight. And I think if they do that, the Cowboys should be able to control the game and score. It, it, I think that the Cowboys have a, a good advantage. If it rains, Even if it doesn't, I think the problem that the Redskins are going to have that is really going to be tough for them to overcome are these offensive line injuries because this may be the first Cowboys team in a long time that I actually kind of trust to take advantage of offensive line issues. They, mm. To me, I think we've got enough information that De- uh, Demarcus Lawrence is not a fluke. He's playing like an elite defensive end or like a guy who is entering that entering that conversation entering that echelon of of top defensive events um and i i think when you produce the way he did and then you know suddenly you see him beat a guy like Joe Staley with a with a speed and, and technique move like he did and then attack the ball like uh, at a key moment in the game like that's i think that's like a, a next step for him so i, I think you got mm-hmm. him you've got David Irving who clearly uh is coming in and ready to contribute uh, I so I, I think that if they can find a way to attack them that way, they can keep Kirk Cousins pressured. If Kirk Cousins can't throw the way that they're used to throwing, they have. I think they're going to have a tough time keeping up with us, basically.
1: All right. So a few things really quickly. First of all, Demarcus Lawrence is going to be going in against one of two players. A really banged up uh, uh, Morgan Morgan Moses, who uh, I mean. He couldn't move last week, so I—I I mean, I'll be shocked if he plays. If he's not, it's going to be T.J. Clemens. He should be able to destroy Clemens. Um, uh, back to the Redskins offense, though, their leading receiver is Chris Thompson by quite a bit. Can you name who has the second most receiving yards on this offense? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to
0: guess it's Reed, but I, or it's if, if it's not Reed, then it's like a, t- a tight end, like
1: is it Davis? <laughs> It's Vernon Davis by, wow, uh, by, yeah. pretty, by quite a bit, actually. Really? So Yeah. Wow. So here's the thing. If, if their offensive line, if they're missing two or three starters, they're probably going to have to keep Vernon Davis in the block more frequently, and that's going to significantly hurt their offense because he's been their big play threat so far this year. He has five plays over 40 yards already this season. Wow. So, if you can somehow take out Davis and then you put Byron on – Jordan Reed, they should be okay uh, on defense. Um, Really quickly, we've got just a couple minutes left in the show. Where could the Redskins expose the Cowboys? Where are some of the weak points you expect the Redskins to attack uh, this Sunday against the Cowboys? Well,
0: I I would say normally in the run game. And and, and I just think that, you know, with the offensive line issues, that clearly is going to hinder it because. You know, I think now you're at a point where you're playing with probably pretty even talent. At, at you know, w- when you consider injuries and
1: substitutions and all that stuff, I mean, uh, I think I think Dallas has a significantly more talent if you even if two starters are out now. Well, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to get
0: as far as I, I guess I'm talking about as talent specifically in the run game, so run defenders versus their run blockers. I, I guess uh, to me, I think they're probably even because I you know look. Say what you will about Malik Collins, the one technique is a, is an important spot for for run defense and r- stopping the run and taking on double teams or dealing with double teams or even not just being blown back by a double team is just frankly not necessarily what Malik Collins is best at. So it,
1: it, and he got hurt in practice today, so he's yeah. got a little foot injury. I'm not sure yeah, what's going so, on with there, but
0: again, yeah, it's like there's that con- there's some concern there. So I don't know if. What they do is they, they you know, I, it wouldn't really surprise me, especially, again, if the weather's bad, maybe we don't see a whole lot of Brian Price and Richard Ash, you know. And, and, and maybe we see a lot of them playing the middle and, uh, and kind of trying to isolate those, uh, those, uh, those offensive tackles. You know, it, it would, what, what might be interesting, look for them, is to play those kind of two hefty guys <coughs> as three techniques, on either on both mm. sides, and 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 that way you could get a little bit better isolation for your defensive ends uh, who are going to be able to eat whatever offensive tackle is put out there. Uh, hopefully, at, at least or at least you think the you know, Lawrence will, and then you know hopefully since you're dealing with you're probably certainly going to get the backup center. I think, in my opinion, so whoever that is is you know going to have to deal with Sean Lee and Hitchens, and I and I like that battle a lot better. Uh, anywhere else, I just think that the 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 way that if I was the Redskins and I was looking at this situation, I would try to do my best to keep this game on offense uh, two dimensional as long as I could because I think once the game gets one dimensional, um, you know, no matter what the weather's like, if 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 I'm forced to pass only. Um, with this offensive line and and they're and, and the Cowboys are playing too deep and basically just you know letting me either take the short pass or killing me every time I try to try do anything longer than a three-step drop, then uh, I, I yeah I would I would try to hold on to the ability to, to execute play action as long as I could to, just to keep my quarterback upright. Um, but like I said, with this much injury across the entire offensive line, it's kind of tough to try to hope for. Uh, a uh, uh, run first offense because you just may not have the talent to do it, but on the other hand, you may not have the talent to keep your quarterback upright either. So it's kind of a catch twenty-two.
1: Yeah. So if Spencer Long, their center, does not play, it'll likely be Chase year, a, a rookie <laughs> six-round pick center. Which I've I've never, I've never even heard, heard of that
0: dude. I I've never. I, I, mean, from,
1: I guess he's from Wyoming. You it's, and listen, I, do, we, we love football. We study all this kind draft, of stuff. Like
0: I've never heard of this dude. Never. No.
1: Uh, wow. I mean, it's listen. I mean, so, I
0: mean, what you said is right. Is Callahan is a guru, so I, I'm sure he's probably actually fantastic, and I'm going to trust Callahan on that because he's proven it. But I mean, yeah, like he'll this get is the a, guys ready. To play. Th- yeah, he'll get the guys ready, and they'll and they'll be better than we think. But I I still think that it's but this is an important game. Dallas is going to be locked in. I, I I don't think that they're going to let them get surprised by some you know. Third, third stringers it, it'll it'll even out it, the talent entropy will happen by before the end of the, the game
1: all right it's time for our predictions uh i'll let you go first I, I think we both got this game or got the cowboy 49er game correct last week i don't know what your record is i know what mine is so i'll let you go first
0: um <laughs> well i think predicting football game scores is yeah stupid so uh <laughs> i don't keep track of it because it's ridiculous uh I
1: disagree. It would be a I, 6-0 I, record, if you it's p- awesome. If, if
0: you want to pick the winners, that's that's okay, I guess. But but picking scores is – I mean, come on. Uh, no, we're just picking winners. That's fine. Yeah, and, and you, you change yours all the time too. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm picking the Cowboys just because, I mean, again, I, and I probably would pick the Cowboys to barely win if, uh, if both teams were healthy um, just because I think that they're playing really well right now. Um, but when you also the figure – Redskins are a
1: good team. The yeah, they are. The they are, They absolutely are.
0: There's no doubt about that. But I think that the Cowboys are – I think that the, the the Redskins aren't as good as they were last year. They may be a little bit better on defense slightly, but I, I think that their passing attack, despite what the numbers may show, it's just not as versatile. It's not as um, – I mean, it's just without without the ability to having those guys on the outside – they can't just completely dismantle defenses like they could before. And and it's noticeable that, that, you know, they're they're having success because they have talented, really, really talented, you know, running backs and tight ends to catch the ball. But, I mean, you need that variety to be able to truly, you know, keep defenses off balance. Um, And I think that ultimately at the end of the day, um, as – in a, in a game where it's two talented offenses and two defenses doing their best to hold on, I, I think the Cowboys have a more talented, more versatile offense. And and, and, uh, and especially in a situation where the game could get uh, ugly and muddy and all that stuff, the Cowboys have a distinct advantage running the ball. And I think that uh, that will prove to be difficult for the Redskins to overcome.
1: Yeah, so I think the weather actually can be a great equalizer at some points because I I think the Cowboys are a more talented team, especially with all these injuries out there right now. Um, But, you know, you just can't predict sometimes fumbles, people slipping, um, turnovers. The Cowboys have got a new kicker in this game, which I think is a big deal. Um, So I won't be shocked if they have – But real
0: quick, let's talk about the weather. What does the weather usually neutralize? I I, (laughs) –
1: Speed. See, here's what i've always See, it thought, neutralize,
0: I thought it, 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 it neutralizes speed that's what happens is that you, usually i think it's it a,
1: neutralizes precision though and that's kind of what I've, I've always thought the teams that have these precise offenses um they can kind of stall out a little bit because you know you're the ball's fluttering around guys are slipping they're not getting in and out of their brakes as quickly well what would you so, call jordan reed and chris thompson as receivers I mean, it's a fair point. I mean, those are they're, quick they're, guys as well. Those are, but... those are
0: in and out break guys. Those are those are. I mean, Jordan Reed's fast, but the, what what makes him elite is he's he's like Beasley except two forty, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and like and Thompson the same way. Like, he's got good speed, but he's like he's an in and out guy as well. He's a he's a scat back. He's not like he's not uh, you know a big dude who's catching and running over guys like that. But so... that's
1: why I just think this game is going to be close. It, it, the weather probably is going to keep this game closer than it probably should be. Uh, I mean, the score may be, I,
0: I may agree that the score may be close, but I think it's going to be one of those old school. It'll be a field position, you know. Uh, it game, might be, you know. And I think if that's the situation, uh,
1: you know, but with that Kru- makes me nervous that they got a new kicker in this game that they they might not win the field position. Be, you know, they they need to convert when they get down inside the thirty yard line, and I'm just not convinced that's going to happen with Mike Nugent. But we'll see. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll see. I Didn't give my prediction real no, quick. You're right. I'll, give it I'll to say. It. I I'll say it's a weird scoring game. I'll say 22 to 18 Dallas. In a low scoring game, um kind of ugly, but somehow Dallas is able to squeak out the win. So I'm 6 and 0 so far. Let's I I'm I'm going to keep bragging my record up as long as we can keep getting these games right. I'm, so I'm, Cowboys t- 22-18. I'm going to go uh 21-14.
0: Um because I think, it, it, I mean, it, you know, they're telling me a hundred percent chance of rain, and the weatherman is never wrong, Marcus. <laughs> um,
1: and, and, well, not uh, in Los Angeles; it's sunny uh, every single day well, out there, I mean, so. no, he's
0: he's he's never wrong out here. He's just basically a, a tan dude who you know is like a cardboard cutout <laughs> who talks. Um, no, but uh, no, I, I think that it's going to be a close game, like you said. I think if it, if it does rain, that you it, know, it'll play out like it, kind of an old school. Run, game, and I think that kind of more plays into Dallas's hand than it does to, than it does with Washington, because what I just said, I, it, to me, weather, especially muddy weather, it slows the fast guys down, it slows the quick guys down, and, and, and those and, and Washington relies on those guys much more than the Cowboys do. The Cowboys have Witten. The Cowboys have Dez. The Cowboys have Zeke, who you know is obviously can do some of those things as well, but can also be a power running back who just runs through you and, and can you know and just be that sort of guy as well. And and Dez can be the kind of guy who just powers through people, and and Witten is the guy who's using technique and you know size and and route running savvy. So. I think the Cowboys despite the fact that they don't play in mud very well are actually probably better suited than the Cow- than the Washington play in that sort of situation. And we don't even know that that's going to be like that, but even if it's not like that, I just think that the injuries are too much uh and play into the way that the Cowboys want the Redskins to play. They want the Redskins to, you know, have a short passing attack. They want the Redskins to try to you know run the ball. They don't want the Redskins to try to be, you know, be be able to throw the ball deep because that's how they, you know, start getting going and that's how they'll get chunk plays. Uh, but I don't think that they're going to be able to do that because of the offensive line injury. So I think the Cowboys win in a low scoring game as well.
1: I say it every single week. The team that wins the special teams phase of the game is going to win this one. So that's my prediction. Whatever one uh, plays better in this game will we'll go, take home the b- W. Before we go, do yes, you go think th-
0: because do you think that because the we're we're out of the kicker? We talked about this briefly after he- we're hearing what we've heard all this throughout the week. Do you think not having a kicker is going to make the Cowboys more likely to continue to go for it on you know fourth down situations, especially on the other side of the fifty? Yes. Okay. Yes, I think so
1: too. All right. So that's it for today's show. This edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie where they'll match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use the promo code Locked On to activate that offer. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review. Leave a review in your Twitter handle and you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. We'll be back on Tuesday after the game to discuss some of our initial impressions. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back.